Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barak. Alel eşrefe enbiya ve mursalina nebiyyine Muhammed. Ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve selleme tesliman kathira. Ama ba'd. Hayakumullah ikhwa. Cezakumullah khayra. Alhamdulillah. Apologies for any of the brothers if this lesson came. They say faj'atan in the sulfa. Came out of nowhere. As uh, um, yesterday, I wasn't sure if he was going to do the the lesson today or not. But um, alhamdulillah, I, was, I found a, an opportunity to do this, and so I, I thought it'd be good to, well, you know, go through the as much as we can from the rest of the hadith. Inshallah, complete the the hadith whilst uh, whilst I'm still here with you here in Manchester. Um, alhamdulillah, and. Uh, in the previous uh, sitting, we were discussing the beginning of the Hadith of Jibreel. Now we we're discussing the beginning of the Hadith of Jibreel and some of the benefits we can take from the beginning of the or from the beginning um, of the narration that was narrated by Umar ibn Khattab, radiallahu anhu. And uh, we can mention some of the things that we discussed yesterday. Some of the things that we discussed yesterday. I from the beginning, if we talk about the beginning of the hadith. For example, first and foremost, um, the the status of the hadith itself. What was said about the status of this hadith? Is it known as Um Sunnah? It's known as Um Sunnah. The narration is known as. Um Sunnah, yeah. Now, um, and that that is in comparison to what? Um Quran, which is now I'm sort of Tell you, and why does it have this particular name? I just look up Um Sunnah. Why this narration? Within the actions and the beliefs that's required of every Muslim. No, within what? Within one, within one place. The affair of the deen, of the Muslims, in one place where it is, whether it's the, uh, the a'mal, the actions, as well as the itiqad, the belief, the belief systems that are required for the Muslimin. They, <coughs> uh, thereafter, we discuss the affair of the itiyan of this rajli, the man approaching. Naam, this man came and he approached. And what was significant in terms of his sifa, the characteristics and his just the description of him? The effects of trouble wasn't present upon him. No, so the signs and the effects of trouble were not present upon him. Why was this significant? Because nobody saw him. I mean, he wasn't known. He wasn't known. No, so he was, he was within the mushtama. He was within the gathering. However, he wasn't known. Which is strange because if a person wasn't known, then it would be assumed he's a traveller. However, there was no sign of traveling. Uh, what else did we, did we take from the Sifa as well? This man. And the description of this man. The mannerism. The mannerism which he was sitting with the Nabi alayhi salatu Now, the mannerism which he was sitting with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and that this was understood that this is a particular manner in which the, the person should or the, the talib should sit with the sheikh and no doubt the talib has to carry himself in a particular way 
with his chef. Now, Jayad. After that, he mentions what to him? Akhbirani and Islam. Inform you about Islam. And um, then we had the discussion about uh, Islam and Iman. Um, Islam and Iman. And if Islam and Iman are mentioned in one place, then what does that mean? Separate meanings. No, they carry separate meanings. And if they're mentioned in separate places, they carry the same meaning. And then there was a slight debate about this hadith. Islam and Iman, is Islam and Iman mentioned in the same place or are they mentioned in separate places? Same place. Why? Why? No, the same narration. It's one narration. It's one sitting. And he mentions different explanations. No, and then we are mentioned different explanations. Uh, and we mentioned, we mentioned um, the affair of Islam and that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he, de he described Islam how? Naam, by way of the actions Naam. so the description and the definition of Islam when asked the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentions actions of the limbs Naam, the amal and this is something which is also found in other affairs of the Sunnah we mentioned what hadith is an example of that. You remember? Hadith where Islam is mentioned. Where an example of action of the limb. Because we said okay. Islam in the Sunnah, Islam can be mentioned as actions or tarqal amal as well, leaving of actions. Yeah. And there's one hadith which is an example of both. Muslim and Salim Muslim and Salim and the Muslim is the one who the Muslims are protected of or saved from his tongue and his hand. So within this is an explanation of Islam. I do this is the action of the Muslim upon Islam. I these are his actions. As well as as well as the affair of him leaving off an affair. Naam, the fact that he's leaving off harming the Muslim with his tongue or harming the Muslim with his hand. Tayyip. Thereafter, this is uh, where we go into our, our um, discussion today. The Nabi alayhi salatu salam, he was asked about Iman. Inform me about Iman. And so he states, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam al-Iman and tu'minu billahi Iman is to believe in Allah, His angels, His books, messengers, the final day, and the Qadr, and the pre-decree of Allah, the good of it and the bad. So here, we see a distinct, a distinct difference between the two now. When the Prophet ﷺ was asked about Islam, he gives the definition of Islam in relation to the a'mal al-jawarih, the action of the limbs. Whilst when asked about Iman, he mentions the a'mal of the qulub, and i'tiqad, the creed of the individual. 
the greed of the individual. When asked about, when asked about Iman, I had to believe in Allah, the angels, the books, the messengers, the last day, and the Qadr, the good of it and the bad. And the Aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the Aqeedah of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah is that Iman is Tasdeeq al Qalb, the Qal bil Lisan, and Amal bil Jawarih, Yazid bi Ta'atillah, and Yankas bi Ma'asiyati. So Iman is belief within the heart. Speech upon the tongue, actions upon the limbs, it increases, i.e., man, increases with obedience to Allah and decreases with disobedience. And decreases with disobedience. Or Yazid bita'ati Allah wa yanqas bita'ati shaytan. Or some Ahlul Ilm mentioned, it increases with obedience to Allah and decreases with obedience to shaytan. Obedience to shaytan and disobedience to Allah are one and the same. And so this affair of Iman within this hadith the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he discusses it and describes it as being the affair of what we believe in Naam. what we believe in we believe in Allah the angels, the books the messengers, the last day the, the Qadr the good of it and the bad however as Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah we do not state that merely belief within the heart is sufficient for Iman or Kamil Iman. That which is sufficient for Iman. Rather, Iman occurs with the A'mal as well. Iman occurs by way of the A'mal actions. When Nabi alayhi salatu mentioned that Iman from the, the, the affair of Iman, I just said the Bid'a Sabi'in. That it is around 70 branches. The lowest of them is and the lowest of them being to remove the harmful, the harmful artifact or anything which is harmful from the path. This is not action, yet. This is action. As the Nabi alayhi salatu has mentioned this. Within the affair of Iman. And the highest of them, within the same narration, the highest of this affair is the Shahada of La ilaha illallah. Naam Qawl bil Lisan. Again, min Iman. Likewise, in the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, he mentions, Man kana yu'minu billahi wal yawm al akhir, falyukul khayru liyasmut. And whoever believes in Allah and the last day, they let him speak good or remain silent. I speech. 
Uh, this is the, the, the defining a fair of Iman from speech. And this, uh, this narration, example of this narration, or narrations like this, is the discussion around the Kamal Iman, yani, a person allowing their Iman or a person being upon action so that their Iman can be upon perfection and complete. And so if we look at the Sunnah, or look at the Nusus in totality, Naam, likewise, um, you will find that Iman is not just an affair of the heart. Rather, Iman is manifest in the heart. Iman, as, as we find within this narration, Naam, the Hadith of Jibreel, Iman is manifest upon the tongue, and Iman likewise manifests manifest upon the limbs. Naam, likewise Allah Ta'ala mentions إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرُوا اللَّهُ وُجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا Indeed, the believers are those that if Allah, Allah Ta'ala is mentioned, then their hearts tremble. And if His ayat, the ayat of Allah, the ayat of the Qur'an, are recited to them, then they increase in Iman. And these actions, this affair of actions, the dhikr of Allah, the affair of kira'atul Qur'an, or tilawatul Qur'an, recitation of the book of Allah, all of them relating to this affair of the increase in Iman. Does that make sense, Ikhwan? And Imam, um, Imam al-Awza'i Imam al-Awza'i Rahimahullah He mentions Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'a Yu'amilun al-Nasus ma'amal wahida Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'a Yu'amilun al-Nasus al-ma'amal wahida So he mentions that Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'a They treat the text as one entity. Naam, so they do not look at each text in isolation. So, for example, they won't look at the hadith of Jibreel and say, okay, Iman is simply this affair of the heart. Or, look at the hadith referring to a sumt. Now remain in silence. And then say that Iman is only a fair of remainsense. Rather, they deal with all, they treat all of the Nusus as one, as one entity. I do not isolate one from the other. Likewise, this, uh, the ayah which we mentioned previously, in the Malmu'minun, and this ayah found in Surah Anfal, is also a proof for what Ikhwan. That Iman increases. That Iman increases. And Bil Malazama, or Lisan al that if Iman increases, then it must decrease as well. Naam. So the same ayah is a clear indication and a proof that Iman increases. And likewise, it may decrease. And this is an affair that was, has been mentioned by 
many of the Sahaba, the affair of Iman increasing and decreasing. An example of them is Ibn Mas'ud, as well as Hudayfa. And Ibn Mas'ud and Hudayfa mentioning the affair of Iman increasing and decreasing. Likewise, from the Salaf of this Ummah, Ibn Mubarak, or Tawus, or Ibn Juraj, and other than them, mentioning specifically, explicitly, that Iman increasing and decreases. So an affair that increases, likewise, is subject to a decrease as well. Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, mentions that he adrak alf min shuyukhihi. Adrak alf min shuyukhihi. So he met around 1,000 of his shuyukh. 1,000 of his shuyukh. All of them stating that iman increases and decreases. And so this is the affair of Iman increasing and decreasing. Likewise, the affair of performing righteous actions. Many of Ahlul Ilm or Jama'ah from Ahlul Ilm have made the statement that A'mal al-Bir ya'malha al-Bar al-Fajr. Wa'amma al-Tarq al-Ma'asi la yakwa alayha illa al-Siddiq. Yani, as for the, the in terms of the righteous actions, the righteous individuals do them, as well as the fajr, and evil individuals. So righteous actions, the righteous person does it, as well as the evil. As for leaving off ma'asi, leaving off sinful actions, then no one finds the strength within themselves to do so, except for the siddiq. Except for the one that is truthful in his own self and in his own actions. And Shaykh and Shaykh Abdullah al Bukhari, he gives an example of this. He says, when you find the Mawasim al Khair, the Mawasim al Khair, so there's times of year where the Muslim seeks to take advantage of doing good actions. But we're within one of those times now. Naam. The 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. Another example, again, likewise, is Ramadan. Where you will find that the individual will exert himself in these, within this time. And this is something you see as well. You see an individual within these mawasim al-khayr, he will perform righteous actions, salawat. He will perform actions from fasting. He will give sadaqah. However, he is still an individual that, that falls into evil acts. He is still an individual that falls into disobedience. Naaman is an individual that is, that is consistent upon that. This is something that you see. Naaman is something you, you witness. That a person within Ramadan, for example, they may seek to do more righteous actions. Or a person within Ramadan, you see them within the masajid. Of course, this is something which is witnessed. If you come to the jama'ah, outside of Ramadan, there are less people. 
When you come to the Jama'ah in Ramadan, I salat the Jama'ah and the Salat of Furida, there are more people. When you come to Salat of Tarawih, Naam is Mustahab. Naam Masnoon. Salah Masnoona. So it's a Salah from the Sunnah. It's not an obligation. You find even more people. Doesn't now mean that every single one from these individuals are righteous individuals performing righteous actions on a regular basis. And the indication of that, Wallahu Ta'ala A'lam, is when you reflect upon the affair outside of Ramadan. And where the people are outside the Ramadan. Are the massages as full outside the Ramadan? Are the affairs in relation to the collection of sadaqah? Naam, is it still there outside Ramadan? No doubt the people, people may still be in need. Naam, the hajj does not end in Ramadan. People, the people may be upon fakr, in the poverty, within Ramadan, outside Ramadan. Naam, so this is the, this is the case. That in relation to the affair of uh, righteous action, good actions, then a righteous person can, can perform them, as well as a person that is evil. However, leaving off ma'asi, this is not the, this is not the one except for the one that is siddiq, nah, the one that is, that is truthful, sincere, in relation to his righteous actions. And thereafter with the narration, so next point is in relation to the speech of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, where he mentions that iman and tu'minu billahi so the first of them is the Iman Billah. Iman Billah, yani Iman, belief in Allah. And this is singling out Allah Ta'ala alone in His Ubudiyah. Singling out Allah Ta'ala alone in His worship and the Rububiyah. And his asma wa sifat. This is an iman billah. And having the belief that Allah Ta'ala is free of any form of naqais. Allah Azawajal is free of any form of naqais. He does not have any deficiencies. And that the abd yu'minu bidharik imanan taman. That he has a complete belief in this. So when we mention, and you're aware of the three categories of tawheed, naam, the rububiyah of Allah, lordship of Allah, and his uluhiyah, the worship, and asma wa sifat, nays attributes, it's a must. That the individual has iman in all of these affairs. Now the individual believes in all of these affairs. So he believes that Allah is the Rabbul Alameen. He has the iman, the belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that created him, sustains him. He's the one that cultivates and looks over and disposes of all of the affairs of the creation. It's the iman, na'am billah, in his rububiyah. Likewise, the person has iman that Allah Azawajal is the only one deserving of worship. Now, and there's nothing 
from the creation that has anything. Naam, any characteristic that, that allows it to be worshipped, or that means that they are deserving of any form of worship. Likewise, the person must have Iman in relation to the Asma wa Sifat of Allah, his names and attributes. And then they have Iman in the fact that these names and attributes are unique to Allah Azawajal and not for anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that these names and attributes are specific for Allah upon the qa'ida that Allah ta'ala mentioned where he azawajal states there's nothing like unto him and he is the all hearing all seeing so Allah ta'ala in this ayah has made nafi has negated anything being like him in relation to this affair of his attributes and then thereafter he mentions that he he mentions two attributes and names for himself as well and affirms these for himself either hearing all hearing and the all seeing and so it's upon the individual to have Iman of this affair. And that the individual that fills his heart with the Hubbullah and Hubbullah, whose heart is filled with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, likewise fearing him and hoping for Allah. Or hoping from that Allah Ta'ala grants him that which is khair, then his heart will not deviate or turn towards anything or anyone else other than Allah. And his heart will not turn or deviate in the affair of worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because his, his heart is fixed upon the love of Allah, the, the fear of Allah. Hoping from Allah. And the khashiyah, reverent fear of Allah. All of these affairs. And so all of this is inclusive of when we mention this affair of Iman Billah. And the belief in Allah. Thereafter, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentions on Malaika. I believe in the Malaika. And belief in the Malaika is of two types. Belief in the Malaika is of two types. It divides into two types. Both of them are an obligation. Iman bin Malaika, both of them are an obligation. The first is Ijmali and the second is Tafsili. The first type is general and the second is detailed. So the first, either general belief in relation to the malaika, the ijmali, is that they're the khalq Allah, that the malaika, they are the creation of Allah, azawajal. Wala ya'soon Allah. That the malaika do not disobey Allah. And that they have been created from what? Nur. Now. 
They've been created from light. And that which Allah Ta'ala commands them to do, then they fulfill it. So these, this is an example of the general belief in the Malaika. In relation to the belief of the Malaika in detail, then this is the affair of believing in them. So this is the second type you need, tafsili. Believing in them upon their specific sifat, a description, description of them, their asma, their names. Well, iman bi'amalihim yani, and belief in what they do in their, in their actions as well. Based on that which we that has been that has been revealed to us and we've been informed about. An example of that is what is uh, has been uh, recorded by Imam Muslim, narrated in, in, in uh, Sahih of Imam Muslim about Jibril. Now Jibril being the Amin al-Wahi. Jibril being the Malak that was put in charge and disposal of the affair of the Wahi. In charge of the of the revelation. And that there's a description of him where it's discussed that he had Sittamiya to Janah. And he's six hundred wings. So no, so the fact, madam, hadi sifa, yani the fact that this sifa, this specific description, is found within the nusuf, then we affirm this. Naam, the fact that the names of these mala of the malaika are found within the nusuf, then we affirm this, and this is the detailed belief that we have in relation to the malaika. Naam. Thereafter, the Bialaisalatussalam mentions the. Kutub. You mentioned the Kutub. And the belief in the books. And that these are the these books have been revealed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And again we believe in the specifics as well in relation to the book. Um, and their names and who they've been sent to the ones that we are aware of and the books that we are aware of so the so rather we discussed the affair of Iman because of a Rusul together because it's the it's the, it's uh, very similar in terms of the the, the affair and it's, it's um, the Iman with them I, again it's something which is uh, general and specific so when for example when it comes to the Rusul we believe that messages were sent to every nation. That we have indeed sent to every nation a messenger with the command of worship Allah Ta'ala alone and staying away from the false deity. So we know this, we affirm this. Thereafter, we affirm that these messengers came with a message and they came with the haq. Yani they came with the haq. They came only to speak the truth and convey the truth to the people. 
and we, this is the belief we have with the books as well that these books came to convey the truth to the people now as a means of guidance and truth to the people and we believe as well in all of the prophets and messages that have been mentioned specifically who they are and what Allah Ta'ala has informed us of them from the Qisas from the stories of the prophets and messengers from the stories of the prophets and messengers Allah Ta'ala knows best or the Qasas and not Qisas. There's one of the difference between Qisas and Qasas. Qasas is non fiction and Qisas is fiction. No. So they both they are both uh, plural of the word Qisatun. Naam. Qisatun meaning a story. However, the plural Qasasun with a fatha a fatha on the qaf is referring to the Prophet is Allah in a non fiction Naam stories that were a reality however Qisas with the Kesra on the Qaf in when it's plural is referring to the fictional story no doubt the affair of the of the Anbiya wa Rasul are non-fiction now these are real these have been revealed by Allah Ta'ala now within the Nusus of the Kitab wa Sunnah likewise we have to understand as well and in terms of our belief of the in relation to the Rusul, that Iman the Rusul is mutalazim. A mutalazim meaning that one necessitates the other. So Iman be Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, likewise, necessitates you have Iman be Isa, wa Musa, wa Ibrahim, and so an individual, the yakfu. He disbelieves in one of them. I disbelieved in all of them. An individual that disbelieves in one of them, disbelieves in all of them. Likewise, from the affair of Iman, the Rusul is having Iman that the Prophet وسلم, is a Khatim al Anbiya. That he وسلم, is the seal of all the Prophets. And that his sharia, the sharia that he came with, alayhi salatu wasalam, abrogates anything that has come previously from the sharia, from any other legislation that came before it. We also affirm that this affair, this affair with the with the messenger of Allah sallallahu is that it's an obligation that the individual has love for the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam and it's from Iman Naam bin Rusul and specifically Iman bin Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam this hub lin Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam like all affairs from the affairs of Islam or Sunnah are upon Tawasat wa Ibtidal is upon the middle way and upon moderation 
this love for the Prophet is for moderation and free from the extremism of Ahlul Bid'ah from the Sufiya who have extreme or have a, is they, they claim to love but it's a false affair of love and we'll explain why after but they have extreme what we could say love where they love the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam along with Allah so their love for the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam is, there, is one and the same with their love of Allah Naam. to the extent that this mahabba is mahabbat al-ibadah Naam, it's a mahabba which is regarded as being ibadah in the worship that emanates from the heart and no doubt this is an affair which is haram bel shirk shirk billah and Imam Sa'di Imam Sa'di rahimahullah he mentions that the affair of love the affair of love in terms of ibadah is of three types he mentions Imam Sa'di mentions love in terms of ibadah is of three types the first is al-mahabbat يعني محبة الله and the love of Allah وهو أصل توحيد and this is the foundation of a person's توحيد the second is a محبة لله أو محبة في الله the second being loving For the sake of Allah, loving for the sake of Allah, and wahwa tabi on this follows on from the first, and this is an affair of completing and perfection of the first. So loving Allah, ayo tawhid, loving Allah is the first affair. In order to perfect and complete it. You must love for the sake of Allah as well. Love for the sake of Allah. Meaning, you love that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves. Min a'mal, from actions. Min ashkhas, from the people. Min al-amakin, places, well, azm, and time. You love these things. And so this is a completion of the first. The third type of love is al-mahabba ma'allah. Is loving along with Allah. Wahua asas shirk. And this is the basis for shirk. And this is what relates to what we're discussing. Loving, for example, loving the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Along with Allah, or loving the message of Allah to the extent of ibadah, yani worship. The other, so this is those are individuals that have ifrat in their, like their, their extreme in their love of the Nabi alayhi salatu 
Then you have individuals that have then tafrit. They are lax and they are negligent in relation to their love of the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa These are the individuals. These are, in, are the individuals that oppose the narration of the Nabi alayhi salatu where he states, where he states, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Anas. None of you truly believe. None of you truly believe until I become more beloved to you than your own father, your own child, and all of mankind. Meaning that a person loves the Messenger of Allah وسلم, more than anyone else from mankind. And so the one that, that opposes this narration, like for example, they love someone from the mankind more than they love the Nabi wasalam, then they have fallen into negligence in their love of the Nabi Naam, because upon them is to love the Nabi wasalam, more than anyone else from mankind. And then Prophet وسلم, mentions the father message the son because these are generally the, uh, your, your parent or your child these are the individuals that you you, you incline towards the most these are the people that you have what, is, what they, des they describe as unconditional love Naam. so for example the, irrespective of whatever happens in your relationship with these individuals you still have love for them and so then we have the third the third category, which is the, the category of Ahlul Iqtidal, the people of moderation, people that are upon the middle way, where they love the Prophet Wasallam more than anyone else from mankind, as well as the fact that they do not love him وسلم, as they love Allah, to the extent of ibadah. So they love the Prophet وسلم, more than anyone else from mankind, but this this uh, this muhabbah, this love does not reach the extent that it it, it has it is as they love Allah. Tell you this muhabbah of of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam, This love of the Messenger of Allah sallam, becomes manifest by way by way of their actions. The love of the Prophet is manifest by way of the action. So, it is not befitting if a person says, I love the Messenger of Allah, but they leave off his sunnah. A person that loves the Nabi follows his sunnah, adheres to the sunnah. They make ta'adheem of him, they raise him. To his correct status. When he is mentioned, they mention the word in Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. 
This is how the love of Nabi alayhi salatu salam is manifest and becomes manifest. Thereafter, within the narration, Nabi alayhi salatu salam mentions the Yawm al-Akhir, the final day, the day of resurrection, the day of recompense, the day of standing. And the Iman in relation to this is that we believe that this day will occur and we believe in all of the details that are mentioned within the source of, of, of this day. Whether it be the Sirat, the bridge, or the hold, the pool, or the Mizan, the scales. We believe in everything that's, that is around this this specific day. It's an obligation to believe in this. The final pillar mentioned within the narration as well is Iman and the Qadr of Allah Ta'ala. And that Iman and the Qadr, Iman and the Qadr occurs upon four specific affairs. Iman and the Qadr is based upon four specific affairs. The first of them is Al-Ilm. Al-Ilm. Allah Ta'ala has knowledge of that which has occurred and that which will occur and that which is occurring. The first affair is Al-Ilm. The second is the Mashiach of Allah, the will of Allah. The will of Allah, that which Allah Ta'ala wills to occur, will occur. And some of the Ahlul Ilm as well, they mentioned the affair of Al-Irada. Al-Irada to Qawmiyya wa Irada to Shar'iyya. And that which Allah Ta'ala wills to occur from the creation and that which wills to occur which is in accordance with the Sharia. So, Irada to Qawniyah is general. And this is synonymous, it's the same meaning as the Mashiach. Irada to Qawniyah and the, Shari- and the Mashiach are the same. It's everything that has occurred. Anything that has occurred, whether it be from Khair or Shah, whether it be from Iman or Kufr, whether it be from Sunnah or Bidah. Naam. This is all occurred and it's all the will of Allah. Naam, it's all the will of Allah. This is irada to Qawniyah. This is what Allah Ta'ala wills to occur within the creation. Then we have that which is specific, which is, which is irada to Shari'ah. Naam, the irada to Shari'ah. Which is the affair that Allah, of which Allah wills this thing to occur that He is pleased with. And is in accordance with His Shari'ah. And so this is... Uh, this uh, taksim, these two categories, is important when seeking to understand or when the question is posed that how can evil things occur in the dunya? And we state that this is from the will of Allah, the Mashiach of Allah, and from his irada that which is that which is will to occur within the creation. However, 
We do not say it's from the irada sharia. So it's not from the affair that he's willed to occur within the sharia. It's not, the, it's, affair, it's not an affair that he is pleased with occurring. It's not an affair that he's pleased with. Does that make sense? No. So he's willed to occur. But it's not an affair which is in accordance with what he has set down and placed for us to follow as ibadullah. That's the second. The third is Al-Kitab. That which has occurred is, has been written. That which has occurred has been written. And it's written where, Ikhwan? The Lawah And then the fourth is in the khalq and creation. That everything has been created at its appointed time. When something has been, when something is, is, has been created, has been created within its appointed time. Likewise, it's upon the servant of Allah ta'ala, to remain patient upon anything that occurs from harms and trials for indeed this is from the Qadr of Allah Ta'ala Allah Ta'ala mentions that the pens have been lifted and the pages have dried i.e. This is an affair which has it's been it's, it's written and it's, it's going to occur. So it's upon the individual to remain patient upon that. And remind himself of narrations such as the Nabi alayhi salatu wasalam stating Ashad al-Nas Bala'an al-Anbiya fumma'anthal fa'anthal The people that, that have faced the greatest amount of harms are the Anbiya, the Prophets and those that are like them and those that are like them. So a person being harmed and a person facing trials does not necessarily mean does not necessarily mean that it is a punishment or it's an expiation for something that has come before. It's possible that due to the fact that he's upon the way of the Prophet and the Anbiya Mursaleen they may face trials just as they faced trials. Thereafter, the Nabi والسلام, was asked about Al Ihsan. And he mentions Ihsan and Ta'bul Allah to worship Allah as if you see him. But indeed you don't see him, but he sees you. This affair of Ihsan is of two levels. The affair of Ihsan is of two levels. And both levels are mentioned by the Prophet in this narration. The first level of Ihsan is So the first level of Ihsan 
is to worship Allah as if you see him. And this is the, this is the highest level. Meaning that the person is upon ibadah and he has the yaqeen to the extent that it says if he sees Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then we have the second level which is فَإِنْ لَمْ تُكُنْ تَرَاهُ فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكُ Aye, but indeed you do not see him but he sees you. So if, you can, if a person is not able to be at that level where they're worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as if they see him they strive to be from those that are well aware at all times of the maraqaba of Allah. That Allah sees him. Now Allah is the al-raqib. Allah is al-raqib. He's the one who watches over. And a person should be aware of this and this, and this is from the affair of Ihsan, no doubt. That the individual is aware of Allah watching. That when he's doing his actions, Allah is watching. Allah is aware of what he's doing. Allah is aware of what he's doing in open, Allah is aware of what he's doing in private. And so just as we have, as human beings, naturally, we will have shame to do certain actions or fall into certain things in front of others. We should be aware that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching this, watching our actions at all times. And so this is the second level of Ihsan. In another narration, the Prophet sallallahu he mentioned the Ihsan, and تَخْشَ اللَّهَ كَأَنَّكَ تَرَى So rather, and تَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ He mentions, and تَخْشَ اللَّهَ And it have reverent fear, they have fear of Allah. As if you see him. This is a delil, this is a proof that this affair of ibadah mentioned within this hadith, this affair of ibadah is not just ibadah upon the limbs, this is also ibadah of the heart. It's also the ibadah of the heart. I to worship Allah as if you see him. Thereafter, within the hadith, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was asked about the Ashrat al-Sa'ah, some of the signs of the hour. And he mentions two of them. We'll just mention uh, just a brief commentary on uh, each of them. The first of them being that the slave girl, the slave woman, gives birth to her gives birth to her master and Ahlul Ilm, the scholars, they differ in relation to the explanation of this Naam, what is meant by this? Tell you, they don't have an idea what is meant by the slave girl giving birth to her master No, that's one. That's one. That's one explanation, and it's uh, how the affair of the child and the relationship between the child and the mother has turned on its head. Now, to the extent where 
it's the child that leaves the mother. And the mu'amal, the dealing and the treatment between the child and the mother has changed to the extent where it's the child that has sulta over the, the mother, over the parent. Now the child has, has authority over the parent. And no doubt this is something that you witness to this extent now. Now, likewise, the other explanation, anyone know? So when the 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 one that is the one that is uh, the one that is free has a child with the slave, that child is also free. And so then that child is the has the authority over the mother. The, the mother is the slave, still may, may remain the slave, but the child is free. And so this is the some of the explanation of that. Then Nabi mentions that barefooted shepherds Naam, that uh, graze the sheep competing with one another in the building of tall buildings. This statement from the Nabi may be understood min bab al-ikhbar or min bab al so it's possible that it is understood that he, Sallallahu is just informing us of this is what this is what will occur. Naam. I when this occurs, then you know the hour is coming. So he's just informing us of it. Or it can also be understood that he, Sallallahu Alaihi is informing us of this. I this is a blameworthy affair. And as, uh, this opinion of Allah Ta'ala seems to be the strongest of the two. That when he's informing us of this, he's informing us in terms of it's a blameworthy affair that the individ- these individuals are immersive in the dunya. And so, due to the fact that they're so engaged in the dunya, it causes them to compete with this affair of the building of these two buildings. And so this is what we understand from uh, this part of the narration as well. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best we will conclude here, insha'Allah ta'ala, for jazakum Allahu khayra, wa sallallahu wa barak ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.